The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples left from there and began a journey through Galilee, but he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they remained silent. They had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. Then he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all and the servant of all. Taking a child, he placed it in their midst, and putting his arms around it, he said to them, Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Every student eventually experiences that muddled moment when they realize they have no clue what their teacher is talking about. (laughs) That must have been the case constantly for Charlie Brown, whose teacher always sounded like wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah. You remember that? Is that what it sometimes sounds like sitting in church on Sunday and hearing a homily? (laughs) The priest or the deacon might as well be speaking Greek because his message either goes over our heads or right through our heads, in one ear and out the other, like cars driving through the Bobby Hopper Tunnel. In other words, some sermons make the good news sound like gobbledygook. But do you know when the gospel is most susceptible to sounding like gobbledygook? That happens when we hear some teaching that we disagree with or that we don't like. A Pew Research poll recently revealed doctrines which many Catholics disagreed with. See if you agree or disagree with these touchy teachings. For instance, only 30% of Catholics believe that the bread and the wine of the Mass become the body and the blood of Christ. Only 30% believe that. 48% of Catholics want married priests. 45% would like women to be ordained as priests. 65% reject our teaching on birth control. 37% favor gay marriage. 50% believe that those who are divorced and remarried should be able to receive communion. And 46% go to communion while cohabitating, that is, living together. When you hear church teaching on those difficult doctrines, does it suddenly sound like Greek or gobbledygook? 
I bet that is exactly how it sounds to many Catholic politicians today when their bishops warn them about supporting abortion. Wah, 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 wah. And so they ignore them. If that is how you feel, you are in good company today because that is how the apostles felt in the Gospel of Mark. Jesus had just revealed how he must suffer excruciatingly and die a demeaning death on the cross and then rise three days later. What was their reaction? Well, we read. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to question him. But their reaction was really worse than that. The apostles started debating about who was the greatest among them. (laughs) Instead of wrestling with and trying to understand how the gospel is not gobbledygook, they turned to an easier topic. What would finally it take for the apostles to see the fullness of faith and embrace it in its entirety? Well, the resurrection of Jesus. Only when they finally beheld the breathtaking beauty of Jesus' glorified body, risen from the dead, would the gobbledygook start to sound like good news. The tough teachings about suffering and death only made sense in light of the resurrection. Why? Well, because hindsight is 2020. When you're at the end of the road and looking back, things make more sense. That is why only in the light of the resurrection will what sounds like gobbledygook of women priests, birth control, abortion, etc., finally start to sound like good news for us. In the meantime, though, you might still keep hearing wah-wah, wah-wah, wah-wah. My friends, when we hear about other people struggling with church teaching, especially Catholic politicians today, it can feel very tempting to throw the first stone as the Jews wanted to throw stones at the woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8, verse 7. But you know, one thing that helps me to drop that stone of self-righteous judgment is when I recall that I too have questioned and doubted church teaching. Think about it this way. The way I believed and behaved as a 10-year-old is not the way I believed and behaved as a 20-year-old. And at 30, I had grown even more in my faith and in my actions, and even better by the time I had turned 40 or 50. My beliefs and my behavior had matured as a Christian. That is why St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, When I was a child, I used to talk like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I put childish things aside. St. Paul, the mature man of faith, saw everything in light of the resurrection. 
because he saw the risen Lord on the road to Damascus. And he could translate the gobbledygook into the good news. In other words, what we need is not more criticism and controversy, but more prayer and patience with each other. Folks, as the car of this homily reaches the other end of the Bobby Hopper tunnel of your head, I pray that we are more patient with those whose faith is weaker. As St. Paul said in Romans chapter 15, verse 1, only when we stand before Jesus, the risen one in heaven, will our faith make perfect sense. And we will have no more questions or doubts about it. On that day, we will say, like a student, at the end of the semester to his teacher, oh, that's what you are trying to teach us. Until then, however, homilies will probably still sound like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Praise to be Jesus Christ.